Unity Community of Central Oregon's podcast, featuring Reverend Jane Hyatt. Good morning, Unity. Thank you, Soulshine. That was wonderful. We are so happy to have you here with us virtually. We're welcoming people from Florida and New Mexico and California, Washington, right here in Central Oregon. We are, and we are especially happy for those of you from other spiritual communities. I know Spokane is watching and other places. Thank you for being here with us. And we hope that you will um, 
feel spiritually nourished by this and still support your own communities. So um, we are such a welcoming community here. Everybody is welcome, no matter what orientation you are, no matter what level of ability you have, race, ethnicity, species. We have dogs. Zeke may be wandering across at some point. We welcome you all. And, and I want you to know, too, that we don't just welcome you. We welcome you to step in and, and be part of, be in leadership. We have in Unity, like the chairman of the board, for example, for Unity headquarters is a gay man. We have people who have been on the board who are disabled in different ways. We, we really welcome into leadership everybody. There is no test that you have to pass in order to be part of this community. You just have to have an open and a welcoming heart. So let's say our mission statement together. We are a vibrant, welcoming, generational, prosperous community embodying love and awakening spiritual consciousness. So that's what we're all about. Um, celebrations. Let's turn it over to our special host today. Who has spent so much time at home this week? They've gotten busted into the Halloween box. Anybody? <laughs> no. 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 Okay, well, all I'm saying is that if you can't go to the hairdresser for six months, this may be your best look coming out of there. So <laughs> get in there. <laughs> all right, celebrations. So I think the first celebration, Eric brought this to our attention, and I, we all feel it, and I know our entire community, but we, our biggest celebration is all the people who are out there working. And, you know, in the stores, in the hospitals, all the people who are donating their time making masks or giving to others in any way that they can. I just, we are so, so in beautiful celebration of you all. And then some other specifics. Um, Jane wants to celebrate FaceTime, that she has been able to FaceTime her grandson, Nolan, and how much that's meant to her to be able to still see his face and, and see him running around. He took her on the trampoline, I hear. So that was really fun. <laughs> um, Sean did three ministerial classes. She just finished up SEE week, so she is taking advantage of this time off that she's not All able right. to work. So yay, Sean. And Perry wanted to celebrate his, um, employment. So I'm not sure what he's doing, but he is, wants to be sure and celebrate that. So thank you all. We know that we have so much to celebrate, and have a beautiful week. Ciao. All right. So prayer. Right on the screen, there is a form that shows you. You can submit prayer to us, and, and at the top of the, right above the video, you'll see the link for the prayer form. So you just click on that afterwards, and you can fill out a prayer claim, and it will come to us. And we'd love to pray with you. So let's, let's just move into prayer right now. We wanna, and we want to hold in particular our own Lisa, who is dealing with the coronavirus. But we also want to expand that to include people all over the world who are dealing with it. Some of them with the physical symptoms, some of them being the people who are 
in the house beside those who are suffering, some of them who are just riddled with fear. We want to hold all in our hearts and minds right now. And we affirm that every one of them, everyone, is an emanation of divine life and love, whole and perfect in every way. And the sun of who they are is not obscured by the clouds of what is going on in their lives right now and in their bodies. We claim that the sunlight of our true essence as individuals, as a community, and as a globe, that that is coming forth now. And this is a time when the dark clouds that have covered our light for too long are moving away. And we are shining our light as never before. And so it is. Let's just take that into a song. Let's say together, love is our ultimate reality, everywhere, present and whole. It radiates abundantly and continually creates good in my life and in the world. As we gratefully acknowledge the presence and power of love now, we see the people and circumstances we hold in prayer healed and illumined by love. And so it is. And let's move now into a time of meditation. So I invite you to just close your eyes and listen to my voice. Be aware of this feeling of your breath moving through your body, that precious breath. And today, we are focusing on forgiveness. So as we breathe, let's ask our higher selves to guide us, to open our minds and hearts 
to an awareness of the places where we are stuck in judgment and resentment, where we need the medicine of forgiveness. For some of us, it will be easy to know who we need to forgive as we walk down the hallways of our minds, they're like a maximum security prison, and we have characters in cells on either side. For others, it's not so easy. We've put them away in the Bastille. They're down, out of sight, in a dungeon. But imagine that now there is one prisoner that you are ready to bring before the parole board at least. Just allow yourself to imagine the face of that person. It may be someone you haven't thought of in a long, long time consciously. It may be someone who haunts your thoughts every day. It may be someone you don't even know personally, someone in the political scene. Just call that person to mind now. And imagine that as you face that person, you begin to consider the possibility of forgiveness. Pay attention to where you are in the process of being willing. Are you willing to consider being willing to forgive? Are you willing to forgive, but you don't know how? Are you ready to forgive? Are you refusing to forgive? And you might just answer the question for yourself if you're anything except ready. What are you afraid of if you forgive? And then just bring your attention back to this moment as we move into song and message to explore the, the subject of forgiveness more fully.
wanna hear, but I knew that it would come. Oh, Trooping of ours was talking on the phone. She said you found someone. And I thought of all the bad luck and struggles we went through. How I lost. What are these voices outside love's open door? Makes us throw up our contentment and beg for something more. I'm learning to live without you now. But I miss you sometimes. The more I know, the less I understand. All the things I thought I knew. trying to get down to the heart of the matter but my will gets weak and my thoughts seem to scatter so I think it's about forgiveness forgiveness even if even if you don't love me All these times are so uncertain, there's a yearning undefined, and people filled with rage. We all need a little tenderness, how can love survive in such a graceless age? The trust and self-assurance that leads to happiness, they're the very things we kill, I guess. Our pride and competition cannot fill these empty arms. And the work I put between us, you know it doesn't keep me warm. I'm learning to live without you now. But I miss you, baby. The more I All the things I thought I knew I'm learning again I've been trying to get down To the heart of the matter But everything changes My thoughts seem to scatter So I think it's about forgiveness Forgiveness Even if, even if You don't love me you down you know they hurt your pride you better put it all behind you baby because life goes on you keep carrying that anger it will eat you up inside baby even trying to get down to the heart of the matter but my will gets weak my thoughts seem to scatter so I think it's about forgiveness Forgiveness, even if, even if you don't love me. I've been trying to get down to the heart of the matter because my flesh will get weak and the ashes will scatter. So I think it's about forgiveness, 
forgiveness even if even if you don't love me forgiveness 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 even if even if you don't love me That was so beautiful. Thank you so much. So the heart of the matter is all about forgiveness. Like you, I'm sure, I've spent a lot of time thinking about the coronavirus. It's hard to avoid the topic. And so I started thinking about it from a metaphysical point of view. So this particular virus is burning people up and it's getting into lungs and blocking the ability to breathe. So metaphysically, we look at what does that represent in our lives? What is it that burns us up? What is it that blocks our airways and prevents us from breathing? And the conclusion that I came to is that it is judgment and resentment when we think we are superior to others, when we have just judged other people as being wrong, wrong, wrong. We hold, we've been hurt. Often we have been hurt badly. We have lost things that are very important to us. And everybody would say we have a reason to be angry. So in the world of reason, which is the frontal part of our brain, yes, that makes sense. But the heart is a different matter. The heart has different rules. And the reality is, is that if we only use reason and we remain harsh with that, we will not be happy. We will not be able to have the blessings that are meant to be flowing to us and from us because our passages are blocked. Jesus was a master teacher, and his big message was forgiveness. Love others and forgive. That's what he talked about over and over and over. And when people came to him for healing, he did heal them physically, but first he said to them, your sins are forgiven. And what is sin? It's not quite how we were raised up to think. I, I grew up Catholic, so from an early age, I remember I wasn't quite seven yet when I was sitting there examining all the sins of my past life. Now think about that as a seven-year-old. How many big sins have you committed? But that's what we were taught. And so I was, I was making a list and checking it twice of all the things that I had done, you know, like kicked my brother or told a lie or snuck some candy when my mother wasn't looking. I think those were the kind of the regulars in my life at that time. And I, I made a whole list 
in those days, in the Catholic religion, you went into a confessional. So this was, this was the first experience going in. And, uh, you know, I'm a Capricorn. I'm prepared. I like rules and order. So I had my whole list. And everybody's sitting in the, in the church examining their conscience. And I'm prepared. I did it the night before. And I've got my list. Well, the nun comes along and she takes my list. Oh my God, I was so humiliated because now she was gonna know all of my sins and I wasn't no longer prepared. I was gonna have to go into the confessional. So I had to quickly come up with some more sins so I'd have something to say. And when I went in there, I find out it's completely dark in there. So I couldn't have read my list. The nun actually did me a favor. <laughs> so anyway, that was, that was my earliest memory of forgiveness. It was tied to recognizing what I had done wrong. But it's just like when you're a little kid and your mom is saying to you, say thank you. You don't understand gratitude at that point. You understand that if you don't say thank you, your mom's going to be mad at you, so you better say thank you. And only as we grow do we understand the importance of gratitude. And it's the same thing with forgiveness. Only as we grow do we understand that it's important to take a look at our actions and to recognize where we have gone wrong. Sin doesn't have all the baggage that we think it does. It just means that we missed the mark. We are... We are striving to be awakened. We are striving to live in a way that we can be proud of. And sometimes, instead of being awakened, we hit the snooze button. Or we get out on the wrong side of the bed. And we do things that we're not proud of. And we have to be willing to forgive ourselves. So in the case of the coronavirus, if we are holding on to resentment and judgment, whether it's against ourselves or against others, we are blocking the flow that we want in our lives. Jesus, who teaches forgiveness, also said, I came so that you could have life and have it abundantly. So if currently we are experiencing anything less than an abundant, joyful life, chances are there is someone that we need to forgive. And it's worth looking for that. In unity, we talk about 12 powers that are they're like principles that are always available that we can download as needed and exercise in this world. And I want to talk about four of them today that will help us with forgiveness because we don't always know how to forgive but it's important to forgive. Elizabeth Smart, she's the young woman who was abducted when she was 15 and treated terribly. And she was rescued a year later. And she said that it's important to forgive because if you don't forgive, then you allow the people that hurt you to continue to operate in your life, to take away all of your joy, to have power over you. They take up all your emotional space and you have none left for your life. 
So the four powers involved are will, understanding, love, Imagination. (laughs) I don't really want to affirm that I will never be able to remember every item on a list, but so far (laughs) that has been the case. So with will, let's talk about will. Often we beat ourselves up because we lack willpower. But will is much more... there are finer details to will than that. So for example, when we did the meditation, I asked you, would you be willing to forgive? Willing is a form of will that involves just an openness. And sometimes that's where we are in the process because forgiveness is not just a done. Forgiveness is a process and we can short-circuit it by just jumping in and saying, well, I forgive, because we haven't really done it then. We first have to just acknowledge what happened. Sometimes people have work to do with their childhood, and they, I can't tell you how many times I've sat with somebody in a counseling situation where they said, I had a really good childhood. And as the conversation continues, I find out they lived with alcoholic parents, they were physically abused, you know, lots of different things that happened in this really good childhood. Have you ever seen that Far Side cartoon about the, um, it's a convention with families that were functional? And there are like three people in the audience and they were wearing t-shirts that say in denial. So it's like most families have something going on that hurts children because it's just part of the way it's wired. And because we come here not to have a bed of roses, but to grow. And so those circumstances that happen to us when we are young are the fodder that we work with that allow us to make a pearl. So in being willing, we first, we look at what is it that we need to forgive? We have to feel our feelings about that. And having faced it and felt our feelings, then we can be willing to forgive. And sometimes we can just decide and say, this is what I'm going to do. And we pull in that full power of will. We exercise authority and we say, we do it. And other times we just can't get there and that's okay. It's part of the process. We just allow ourselves to be willing or we pray that we might be willing. And there's no judgment about any of that. It's just wherever we are. Think for a moment, if you woke up one morning and you went out into your living room and the beautiful couch that was normally there had somehow been taken away in the night and in its place was this flea-bitten, 
stained, spring-popping couch that would not even be available in Goodwill. It is totally for the dump. It's so trashed. And it's a color you hate. There are stains all over it. There's, it smells. There it is in your beautiful living room in place of your beautiful couch. How would you feel? You'd be shocked. You'd be mad. You'd be trying to figure out how did this happen? So imagine that you continued to feel that way day after day. You raced around asking yourself, how did this happen? This never should have happened. I can't believe this has happened. You kept ranting and ranting about it. Every time you went by the couch, you just kicked it. You were so angry about this couch. You would sit down on the couch and say, oh, this is so uncomfortable. I hate sitting on this couch. And you would be miserable. And you would continue to be miserable. How long would you be willing to be miserable? Or when you saw what had happened, even though you're confused and you're angry, you could decide to get that couch out of your house. Even if it meant there would be no couch for a while. Clear it out. It's doing you no good. And it's the same way with whoever has hurt you. It's not the person themselves, but whatever it is that they've done. That action happened back then. It's not happening now unless you're keeping the couch in the room. So forgiveness starts with will. Just be willing to get it out of there. It's not hurting whoever put that couch in your living room. They've moved on. They're not hurting because you're mad. Only you are hurting. And we all, we all know that we have done this. So that's the first one, will. The second one is use your imagination. Think about what might that person who did whatever they did to you, what might they have been going through? What kind of a life path did they walk on? If you had had those circumstances, might you have done the very same thing? Use your imagination to put yourself in the person's shoes. And then you can use the power of love, compassion, and just feel for them. Wow. Somebody who could behave like that, what must they have gone through to do something like that? Let yourself just feel with your heart and send them love and healing because that feels better than just being mad. Even though what they did may have been something very, very bad and hurt very, very much, it still feels better to love. And love just rearranges our molecules. 
it has incredible power. And finally, we can use the power of understanding. So you want to know why the couch is in there instead of your other couch. You might not ever get an answer to that. But you can ask other questions that you will get answers to. One question is, why would this be happening in my life now? And this is not asked to beat yourself up. This is being curious and for understanding. So supposing, for example, you grew up with an alcoholic parent, and now you just happen to have married an alcoholic. That's not a coincidence. It's an opportunity for you to grow, for you to have some power in a similar situation to what you grew up with when you did not have power. You could look at it, at it as life bestowing upon you the opportunity to grow and become free of the pain that you experienced before. No matter what goes on in your relationship, the odds are you're going to be able to draw a line back to something that happened when you were younger. So that's a form of understanding. And while you might still not be happy about the partner that's an alcoholic, it becomes easier to forgive because you see how you participated through needing you have this template of needing to heal this, and so someone comes in to help you heal it. Now, this also doesn't mean that you allow the behavior to continue. Whatever it is that somebody's done that hurts you, you don't say, oh, well, this is a match for my childhood, so I'm just going to let you keep doing this to me. No. Part of the healing is learning how to set boundaries and not letting that happen. So these are things that you can understand. You can also look at it from more of a soul level. Like when you came into form, what were you thinking as a soul before you came in? Maybe you came in and you said, you know, I really want to master the energy of forgiveness. Well, if you said that, guess what? You need something to forgive. Maybe there's a, a person in my life who has had just such incredible illness. Every time I talk to her, there's something new that's going on, and it's dramatic. And yet, every time I talk to her, she talks about how blessed she is, how good God is, how these circumstances come to her where she has help that shows up. Instead of focusing on what's wrong, and there's plenty that seems to be wrong, she's focusing on how blessed she is. What if, as a soul, she came in to take on pain that was not just hers, but pain from the world, and to ground it with gratitude and faith? What if that's what it was? So you see, this is all... I don't know the answer to this, but this is understanding that comes to us when we stay into a place of meditation. So we, we can also look at um, 
things like the coronavirus and, and try to understand why is that coming in. And so if we say, oh, well, it's an expression of our lack of forgiveness, all the, all the poison that we've been putting out into the air, that's what it is. And it's, it's calling for forgiveness. Or we could look at it in the shamanic tradition. I heard, and I don't know if this is true, so I don't want to start a rumor, but I was watching a program with a shaman, and he said that it began from eating a bat. And it, that's how it got into the human system. So bat is really interesting from a shamanic point of view, bat medicine. I just want to read a little bit about this. Because it's so amazing. If bat shows up, it means let go of those habits and attachments that no longer serve you and welcome the changes that are long overdue. Isn't that what we're having happen right now? The ordeal that you're facing is a necessary part of your transformation and an initiation into a much more spiritually directed life. Wow. What if that's the gift of coronavirus? It's time to confront and conquer your fears, trusting that doing so will bring about dramatic and beneficial changes. Mingle and socialize more with others. Well, we sure wish we could. Perhaps by joining online classes or group activities that you think you'd enjoy. So what if that's what it's all about? What if the bat medicine has come to us to transform our society? If that's the case, then there's actually nothing to forgive. Understanding helps us to realize that, oh, we're all a part of this. When we think about the coronavirus also, look at what a virus does. I was reading how viruses can cross species and they help us with evolution because instead of random mutation, a virus is able to get into the DNA and change it. So what if this amazing virus that is coming and affecting our whole world is changing us for the better? It could also change us for the worse. But as spiritual community, we have the obligation and the honor to hold the high watch for what this could be. Instead of going into worry, we go into possibility. And we forgive. We practice forgiveness so that we are clearing our airways so that life can come through. This is so important. Let's all make a pact that this week in particular, but ongoing, when Jesus taught about forgiveness, at one point his disciples say to him, how often are we supposed to do this? Seven times? So seven in numerology means full, complete, like always. And Jesus' answer is, 
No, 70 times seven. So beyond always, it's something we need to always, always, always be practicing. So let's make that our commitment as a community that we are going to practice forgiveness and clear our airways and let's make that go viral. Forgive. 
wanna be free, if you wanna believe, if you wanna breathe again, live again, love again, if you wanna be free, if you wanna believe, if you wanna breathe again, live again, love We are so blessed. We are so blessed with these musicians. So blessed with all of you who are watching. I, I want to make a special thank you to the Kubota family. Um, in fact, I have a little present for you. I'll put it where you can pick it up later. <laughs> um, they, um, the Kubotas have, they're always doing a lot in service in this community. Claire is the president of the board, and Kevin is a regular host. He's the spirit group leader. Um, he's studying to be a minister through unity. Those are just like the ordinary stuff they do. But yesterday, for example, they were here all day long filming different ones of us reading stories for children so that we can expand our youth ministry while we are sequestered. They, all day long, they did that. Claire has been very active with the youth ministry, working with the different people who are willing to teach them. Nico is home from college, and he's rolled out of bed early to be here filming um, week after week. They, they just do so much. Kevin is doing a spirit group host training tomorrow, and, and I want you to know that your family is really special to us, and we thank you. Hmm. So this is, this is our time of appreciation and flow. So I'm inviting all of you to make an offering if you are able to do that. And even if, even if you don't have a lot of money, you have something. Just offer a dollar if that's all that you have. But you want to be able to say, I have, not I don't have, because that's how you get in the flow. And if you have more, give more. I know that you love this community. You want to see us thrive as we go through this time. You want to see our light shine beyond these walls. 
which we're getting to do with live streaming. So we are so grateful for your generous donations. You're seeing on the screen the number that you can text your donation to, and it's also in the description of the video. So if you don't get it down quickly enough, you can go back and look there, or if you're watching it later. And also, you can just go to unitycentraloregon.com and write in the donation there. So let's just hold whatever it is that we are offering. And we know that these gifts are blessing. They are blessing the world through this community. That they are contributing to the embodiment of love and the awakening of spiritual consciousness because that is our mission. So let's say together, from the love of pure spirit within us, we bless these gifts. We send them forth to heal, bless, and prosper. They are evidence of our faith and belief. They do good work in the world and return to us multiplied abundantly. And so it is. Now, just a few short announcements. Um, the first one is that Kevin is doing a spirit group host training, and we really are encouraging lots of people to participate in this because we need to stay connected. Community creates immunity, and we have to use the means that we have available for community now. So if you offer to be a host, Kevin will be training you tomorrow night in how to do that. And it's, even if you've done this host training before, we'd love for you to do it again because it's more complicated doing it on Zoom. So he'll be going through how to do that. So you're just gonna send him an email. The next announcement is that the following night, I'm gonna be starting a Teachings of Jesus class. So for those of you who are on a ministry path, or you just want credit for some reason, then you definitely want to take this class. But it's much wider than that. This is an opportunity to study someone who learned how to live in a way that made miracles right and left. He had a beautiful life. He's an ascended master. And as somebody said who signed up for the class, oh, I gotta get a Bible. I threw Jesus out with the bathwater long ago. So many of us have not necessarily been studying the possibilities that this master teacher has to offer. And this is gonna be a chance. It's a five week class. Um, and you can just go to unitycentraloregon.com to register for that. Families with young children, please send an email to bendunity at gmail.com and let us know the names of your children and their ages. For some of you, we have this information, but we don't for everybody. And we are creating programs for kids and we want everybody included. And if you're watching, but you've never come to this physical location, we probably don't have your contact information. So please send that to us so that nobody's left out because it's really cool what we're cooking up. Um, and also prosperity circles. This is something brand new. I've been alluding to it in the newsletter, but the prosperity circles are gonna be groups of seven that meet for seven weeks to marinate in the subject of prosperity because what we put our attention on expands.
So if we're putting our attention on panic and coronavirus, and that's all we're thinking about and how we're stuck inside, that's what we get more of. If we put our attention on prosperity and how blessed we are, that's what we get more of. So you can sign up for these classes by going to unitycentraloregon.com. We have seven leaders who are doing this, so there are seven different times you could do that. Find a time that works for you. Especially do this if you are by yourself and you, you are really needing community. Or do this because you are cooped up with your family and you need somebody else to talk to. But please do it. We have quite a few opportunities and we'd love to see it all filled up. So um, those are our announcements for today. Shall we um, do the prayer of protection and the, um, the light of the world? Let's start with the prayer for protection. The light of God surrounds me. I am the light of God. The love of God enfolds me. I am the love of God. The power of God protects me. I am the power of God. The presence of God watches over me. I am the presence of God. Wherever I am, God is. Because I am. Thank you so much for being here today. We'll catch you next week. Let's sing out. You are the light of the world.